0: Counselor Accents Podcast, two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts.
1: I'm Laura Raycorn. And I'm Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents. And y'all have found a gem, Laura. Yes,
0: we have Heather Couch with us. And she is the author of the book, The School Counselor's Guide to Surviving the First Year. And she takes us through internship all the way through professional development is the subtitle of her book. And here's the thing, Kim, I feel like we can all learn something from first year, our first year friends. I think that this book is good for everybody. So
1: I agree. I agree. You've got to stay current. And uh, gosh, what I I mean, this is a great book for everybody, but I'm just thinking about it's different. When you're in college and then you come out and you're starting that first job, it is different. It is just it gets real fast. And how I many, wish that I had had this resource.
0: How many times have you heard people say that, um, you know, college gave us the knowledge like it gave us the theories and, and stuff like that. But how many times have you heard people say they wish they had a guide to walk you through the real everyday in and out of what really goes on. Well, this is that God. So, Heather, we're so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here with you. Yeah, oh,
1: Heather, tell us where you're at and uh, what you're doing right now, and and uh, give us tell so we can picture where you're at and what where, what you do for every day.
2: Okay. Well, currently, I'm in my bedroom.
1: <laughs> uh, she got real okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking what state and she is, uh, no, she I'm in the is very specific <laughs> i love literal literal <laughs> and i like <love>
2: it <laughs> well you know we try to be real right
1: yeah uh, That's right.
2: so i'm in, i'm from cincinnati ohio i'm actually from northern kentucky born and raised but the river is only the divide and so um i moved back over to the city in about 2013, and I'm currently at Batavia Middle School, which is on the more eastern side of Cincinnati, and I'm the school counselor there, and this is my first year there. Woo! Yes.
1: Oh, so. wow, Laura. Some, Laura's at her first year at this particular new job, so first year. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought of your next book title. Oh and it, The River is Only the Divide.
2: Ooh, I would know, that would be a great title. I love it. I
1: know. When you said that, it struck me. So thank you can just whatever right, you write it, and that's the title, The River's Only the Divide. I want you to, to you know, uh, dedicate it to me.
2: I so will. I yeah. definitely will. Thank <laughs> you. Well, maybe thank we can co-write it. That'll be the book we write together. Oh, just
1: just you and I. I hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk
2: <laughs> well, later. You know, we can add her in
1: too. <laughs> oh, she's always there. It's I, like a, I'm like a stray it, cat. You can't get rid of me. It is like you throw <laughs> the stray cat out here. Here it comes back. So, tell us about this book.
2: So it all kind of started with, during my first year. I was the only school counselor in my building and I had a crisis happen within the first couple of months of school and a student had attempted suicide and another student was the one to have called the police. And when the principal had let me know on Sunday evening, I wasn't able to find like a policy and procedures on how to handle the situation for the school and the district and there wasn't a crisis team in place. I felt overwhelmed, of course, and just very stressed. And I had to you know, take a step back, push all my personal emotions aside, and just focus on those students. And just go back to the basics of what I had learned in graduate school, just the basic foundation of counseling. And when I went in there Monday morning, i had girls crying in the hall and they were they were in my office and it was um it was a a little bit of chaos within them but the staff and faculty didn't even know it happened except unless they were parents and so from there i started looking researching for that real life boots on the ground Resource and I didn't find it. I and so I wrote one, and that really was the inspiration behind it. Is I was looking for some, you know, just some book that would give me honestly a perspective of you're not alone in having gone through this and how they handled it, and just how they handled the first year coming out of grad school. Because, like you said. Graduate programs teach theory and, you know, we go to internship and you're able to apply that theory, but I don't know how often you get to experience a crisis during internship. But, and so when you really start getting into the weeds of being in your first year and this stuff comes up, it doesn't matter. I think if you're with a team or if you're the only counselor, it's tough. And finding a resource and a reference and a guide of just someone else's experience for someone who's a reader, that just helps me kind of go through it and decompress and self-reflect on my own experience. And that had really taught me a lot that first couple of months. And my student did not die by suicide, but they had left the school completely almost within like the next week they were pulled out from their. that was a family decision but for the students that was still a loss even though they would see their they could see that student you know if they hung out or you know on facebook or social media etc that person was no longer in the building and so there was this postvention that had to happen and that started giving me the opportunity to really Um, help develop a crisis team within the district, work with um, outside community agencies and stakeholders on creating programming. And that is something that we definitely learn in our graduate program. So as I was able to go further along within after the crisis, then I was really able to apply the theory. The book is a, like you said, it's really a guide and it's not meant to be read from chapter one to the last chapter. You can pick and choose and piecemeal the way it works best for, for you. And hopefully there is a lot of content, but hopefully it, it comes across much more on a personal level than any textbook ever does. And I don't have a template, email templates or lesson plans. I do give a couple examples, but it's really meant to offer some different perspectives from other school counselors.
1: That is so great. And I love that you found a need and you met that need. And that's what we talked to our kids about. And you're, you are an example, you know, that's, that's just, what are the needs out there? Well, what can, what can you do to fix this problem that we have? And really that leadership that, I mean, I don't know very many uh, first years that would not have just you know, been overwhelmed and had a great excuse. There was nothing in place and you stepped up to the plate as we're called to do. And that's to be the leaders that we are. And that's just a perfect, perfect example of doing that. So kudos for that. And, uh, and what it led to. So uh, out of bad came very good.
2: Well, thank you. And I try to practice what I preach, so to speak um, in if I want, if that's what I'm going to be telling my students to keep a growth mindset and to step back from situations and say, what can I learn from this? And what can I take away and grow? Then I want to also live that as well. And sometimes it's very hard. And what even really got me to being able to to do that was, I think I'd went to my principal after that initial day coming back on Monday. And I said, I need a mentor. And I said, I'm the only school counselor. I need someone that can help me get through this year and has experience. I want someone with experience. And he did. He um, had worked at a different school district, a different school in the district. And he said, I have the perfect person for you. And she has been still, she's still in my life. And she is a phenomenal, wonderful counselor. And that person really helped me get through a lot of that first year, second year, all of it. And so, you know, that's, that is something I can never stress enough is mentorship.
1: And and And, you talk about that in your book. So I saw that that's, part of what you talk about is that and I agree the importance of partnering with someone who can pull pull you along who may have may have been there and uh, you know I, it, I'm shocked that you as a first year counselor was having to figure this out without uh, and it was that way with me also I, I had no idea what to do now um, years, eleven years later, for me, we, uh, you know, we have a district level person that handles, and and I, not all systems have that though. Uh, when I was hired, it was just like, well, you do you, you know, you do you, so whatever. But I, I too had a, a major crisis and walked in, found out that morning, as you did that weekend. I found out Monday morning, and I walked. They called me. It had just happened. And I walked right in. My principal was new. I was new, and I learned a valuable, valuable lesson that I had no idea what I was doing. And I tell you, the next crisis that happened, I was ready. But it, you know, I'm glad to see that I'm that more and more districts are putting things in place. I'm so glad you've got this book out there. But that mentor piece is huge because you you really need to be. We say be ready for what we don't want to happen, but you have to, you have to be prepared for those kinds of things. And you have to talk somebody that has been there before us has to help us with those things.
2: Exactly.
1: I am so
0: struck by a couple of things here. My first year, I felt like I was running around like my hair was on fire and you have enough like thought to sit down and create systems that like I don't know that I would have thought to create some of these things on my 20th year. You know what I mean? Like you're you're already you're being proactive yeah. even though you were in a situation you're thinking okay, how can I be prepared for next time?
1: And I just don't think I And helping I other people. And that's I mean, and helping other people. I don't want anybody to go through this. Right. And so, so right. And I
0: never in a million years would have thought to ask for a mentor. And then you, through your book, you're giving people the gift of a mentor because you're sharing these other stories from other counselors. I feel like you're giving them an outside, um, like, hey, I've, I've gone through this scenario and here's how I handled it. And, and automatically, as you read the book, you feel like, okay, somebody else has handled it this way. I can do it, whatever. And then the third thing that I have noticed is you have such a pleasant voice. This needs to be an audio book because your voice, like your voice is perfect for an audio book.
1: Oh, I uh, well, think it reminds me of mine. I'm going to be honest with you. Her mean, voice I mean, reminds the me
0: that, contrast actually between her pleasant. Oh, were you okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> in that gnawing Southern, whatever we have going on here. Very nice voice from uh, Ohio, Kentucky. The yeah. river is only the divide.
2: um y'all are making me blush of course we're on a podcast you know can see it but I'm all blushing she's
1: blushing she's (laughs) blushing uh Uh, so what what piece of it what is your great greatest advice for uh students who are getting ready to go into this classroom maybe this this year for the first time like what is your big advice that you would
2: yeah, not to be redundant, but the first thing I tell everyone, I don't, and honestly, I I don't really care if you're a first year or a fifth year. Now, if, when you get past 10, I don't know that you need a mentor. I think you might need to be a mentor, get fresh perspective and just, you know, share your knowledge. But that's my first biggest piece of advice is to find a mentor, that someone you can lean on and just glean wisdom from. And sometimes that person is your internship supervisor. And that internship could be a whole podcast on its own. But um, I really believe that it's just the most beneficial thing. Most other professions do it right out the gate. In Ohio, new teachers get a mentor when they go to a new school district for the first time. I think this should be the same way. Um, with new school counselors, if you're the, whether you're the only, or, you know, you're part of a team, it just really helps with all aspects of getting your feet wet, really learning the school and really getting to be able to figure it out because the, the thing now that seems to be, um, the hat, the thing that seems to happen is we're so enthusiastic coming out of grad school. And I was one of those people. I was ready to implement the Ask a National model and get ramp certified. I had a goal of within 3 years. And then in and I was ready to start buying all these different curriculums and spend all this money and then I get there and I'm and I have a crisis. Well, that kind of went out the window. And you're focusing on your immediate concern, but even if there hadn't been a crisis, I was. It was. Brand, it was a brand new school. I was fresh, and people are very reluctant to change. And when you, more often than not, um, you're not. You're probably not going to start your first year in a ramp certified school. That would be the the cherry on top of the Sunday. but it it's most likely not going to happen as much as we would want it to and in my six years experience i have not been in a ramp school and some schools have been much more progressive and in on par with asca's national model and others are have been very reluctant and so that that next kind of layer with having a mentor is then allowing yourself to get acclimated to the school, allow yourself to enjoy it, enjoy that first day and enjoy just getting to know the kids. We can get so caught up in programming. And sometimes I'm very much a a systems. So that's, that's where that, that like getting my first thought is, okay, how do I fix it from a big picture is that more like changing systems and and that sort of thing. And I love programming. Well, we really don't even know what programs implement when we get there on day one, because we don't know the school and you can't, you can't be effective until we get to know the school and get, get to know the teachers and really know the administration, even the the district office, because we're, we don't have to fork out our own money. Once you build those relationships and you have social capital the district will pay for it. So, you know, there is there's good reasons as why we should wait and really building that um, that rep- that rapport within your within your district is so important. So, so in, in addition to getting a mentor, just breathe. You know, just take some deep breaths and breathe and enjoy it
1: hope everyone rewinds that and listens to everything that you just said that is we can get at, Laura and I both are as you say very big picture we're going to ch- setting the world on fire here we go and we have learned to just sometimes enjoy the moment enjoy the kids spend that relationship time building on the front end so that you reap the benefits in the back end so Well said, very well said. Well,
0: and the other thing is most people don't have the needs assessment already, you know, so you really can't buy your curriculum and you really can't plan the programs until you do those things like have the annual administrative conference and have the, um, you know, do the needs assessment to, to truly know what the needs of this place might be
1: just the, that just breathe. I think that's even, even knowing all this is coming to just take time to just, you know, even if you don't have those things in place yet, just to to stop and enjoy these kids for the moment and get to know them on a personal level. But absolutely you can't, as a new school counselor, you do come in and you think, and we see it all the time, uh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. They don't need the needs. They don't know. They haven't done these things that we know are so important. If you don't have the data to, to show you what the school needs, then you're putting you're you're just at, what did we say? Your uh, Laura, when we, uh, we're, we found some pretty things that we want to do, but it really may not be meeting the needs of the student. So I appreciate that. And that's where I fall short. Is that like, just stop, just sit down and talk to a child just for fun. You know, just, just yeah. get to know your school. So that's, that's really neat. So I know that uh, where we are, COVID is back. It's whipped back around where we are and we're dealing with that. Has your school started back yet?
2: We go back on Monday Ooh. and um, we're all really excited. And thus far we're fully in person I think they're what we're going to find, and this is I've I've been reading articles on this and hearing professionals say is that um, in terms of what students are going to be facing coming back is that mental health component, and some of it is related to the to the different the polarizations. There's some anxiety of just the different opinions, and they might be talking to their friends and they're hearing one thing and and what they're hearing at home is different. And so even internal conflict that they're having. And so aside from mental health, we're going to have some, just, I think a conflict resolution and going to be uh, between peers. That's going to be something we're going to have to deal with, especially at the middle school where teasing and bullying is heavily prevalent in those six to eight grades. Um, and Then students, you know, the older ones might be getting really starting to figure out their own worldviews and coming to terms with their own understanding and their own knowledge and their own just wanting to figure it out versus what everyone else is telling them. So it's like we're going through this whole thing, whole spectrum of um, students I, you know, forming their ideologies and their philosophies and going through puberty and all these other transitions. And we have COVID and it's all this piled on top of one another. And something that I, I'm going to focus on a lot this year is the foundation, as I mentioned before, and going back to those relationships, really making sure that as my first year in a new school that I am committed to building those relationships with stakeholders, with teachers, uh, really taking that extra effort. And especially as a first year, they're the ones that have been in the classrooms and seen these kids and allowing myself to rem- kind of step o- step back from saying I'm the expert on social emotional learning and mental health and l- allowing the the teachers to really give me their own feedback of what they've been seeing and maintaining that rapport and getting to the heart of under the school, really getting to know that building and getting to know the kids as my my um that second part of it, really getting to know those, getting to know them.
1: You've got a lot of uh, stuff up in that, up in that brain, don't you? That just, I bet you're always thinking and, and what you can do and, and uh,
2: I a lot know. of ideas. I don't know what happens when I sleep, but I wake up and I've got all these ideas and then I go to drive to work and I'm thinking about all this stuff and I'm arguing in my head with myself. It's kind of crazy.
1: The, that's a personality type. Laura and I have that too. It never stops. Like we're just every day. It's like this, you know. But, but what you're saying is is so intuitive and you're a lot of good advice. Um, it's like you've been listening to us, uh, which we hope you have been. We have. But we're all about that relationship building with your stakeholders and, and uh, the teachers. And you're right. They're the ones that are going to be seeing uh, changes that. And, and like we've said, everybody has some trauma. It's not we're going to I don't know that anybody's trauma free after having gone through what we've all gone through, it changed can be trauma and we've all had to deal with change. And when that falls into our wheelhouse, it's a big job for, for new school counselors. And uh, we thought we might be past a little bit past further down the road than we are right now. So any thoughts on, um, for new counselors that are coming in that, 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 I mean, this is just a really rough time to come in Don't you guys agree? This would be a rough time to come in as a new counselor.
2: It is. And and some of it is you just, it is just don't know what is going to happen. And there's this huge uncertainty and humans fear it. We fear uncertainty that, I mean, that's anxiety, a definition of it essentially. And, um, as we've been talking, you know, kind of throughout, there might be a theme within this podcast, but that mentoring you're going to need someone to talk to. And you know, something that was interesting I, that I've noticed just within these past couple of days of meeting the new teachers and being part of new teacher orientation. Um, and I won't get on the, you know, the topic of if we're teachers or not, but I will say it has been really beneficial getting to know the new teachers and being a part of the new teacher orientation and new teacher luncheon because there's this bond there is that sense of you need to connect with one another. And that is going to be a trend that need to connect. And it's even more so now because we haven't had a whole lot of connection in person in so long and granted it varies from state to state, but overall, the amount of time that we weren't allowed to really connect that was across the board for straight nine months. And so there is this new sense of needing to connect as humans with other humans in a real world sin- situation and being flexible and giving yourself grace is, is just going to be, I think really big as far as personal reflection and just for being able to keep your own self sane with I think the different um, regulations and procedures that might come down the pipeline. Something that really struck me today during our, um, our district um, welcome back uh, meeting with the superintendent, he had quoted um, this really simple phrase from Walt Whitman that just to me was very profound. And it's to be curious not judgmental. And that struck me in a really different way than I think if it would, if we had quoted it before COVID with all the different polarized opinions and, and everything, it's just, we have to be curious and not judgmental, ask questions and kind of be open. Well, to be open-minded and have empathy like we're trained to, but even as counselors, we might be trained in it, but sometimes we're also human and we forget.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I've just, I've been sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, Heather, you are so full of wisdom and everything that you say has just been one of these nuggets that I'm like you, Kim, I hope everybody rewinds this whole episode. And not only that Heather, but I, you strike me with so much humility. Like you've got a humbleness about you with all of this wisdom that you're sharing. You know, you really came in to your school with a leadership that um, I can see that you balanced it with that leadership with grace as well. And that's just, that's an art to do that. Cause Kim and I talk a lot about, you don't want to come in like a bull and um, I can You're tell, right. yeah, yeah, that you came in with such an element of grace,
1: like an eagle. We say like an eagle,
0: or like in me. <laughs> it
1: reminds me of myself so much; it is as if we are twins. And I know you want to say that, and we'll we'll dissect that later. It's like <laughs> it's like it's another me. But thank you so much for the time that you've given us this afternoon. We appreciate it so much. Is there anything else? Do y'all hear my dog barking? I did yeah. not.
2: What them dogs?
1: <laughs> um, is there any other something that you just, you know, want to make sure that we hear your voice before we free you?
2: Well, um, y'all are just so complimentary. I don't know what to say. <laughs> she about- sounded so, so Did you hear it? Did you I hear did. it? I did.
1: Please hear it. Listen to yourself, Heather, right then you grabbed hold of that Southern accent and said, y'all are so, I heard it. How was Kentucky Kentucky coming out in her? Oh, her Kentucky, she crossed the river and went full on (laughs) Kentucky right then.
2: (laughs) I think I did. Um, Well, I was sitting there before we got on. I was like, oh, they have Southern accents. I can't, I've got to make sure I don't gravitate too much toward it. Because I tend to gravitate towards.
1: I, I you Kim, did, does, that. You did Kim does. you know when we go places. I do. I do. I will gravitate and I will pick up any habits or you know. I'm like, you're not British. What are you doing, Kim? And she's. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, no. yes I am. <laughs> With that? I I have secondhand embarrassment right now. Were you? <laughs> I was trying to be, I do a really good Irish, but anyway, stop. We have swirled way off. I asked Heather and she went real Southern on me if there was (laughs) anything else that she would like for us to, and I think she was bragging on us. So I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to stop her. Go ahead, Heather. What were you going to say?
2: Well, um, I did want to give a little um, plug for those who have not found a job because that process is very mentally straining. And I just want to say a quick shout out to all those school counselors who have not found a school counseling position. Um, I feel your pain. And I I have been there with, I, with my own fair share of applying to 200 positions, almost 100 interviews, and thinking, I don't know what I could do to have someone hire me and it'll happen. And sometimes it's kind of like dating, you know, sometimes you got to get through a couple of those not so great apples to get to a good one. Sometimes you find the perfect apple and they don't think you're the perfect apple. So, um, that's a weird metaphor, but um, it works. It, it'll, it'll happen and i was talking to my principal that hired me and this is the first time that i've gotten hired before summer i got hired on in may and i knew in my interview that they were going to hire me and i just felt it and i had never felt that before not even in my pr- first position and so sometimes it takes a while you know it took 6 years to find a really good fit and i now i say this and i might kick myself in the foot you know 3 months from now but I really believe it's where I'm meant to be. And like I said, that was the first time I'd ever been hired before before school got out. And usually it had been in July or late, you know, right when school's getting ready to get started. And um there's something to be said about fit. And we tell our high school students when they're applying to college that you have to it has to be a good fit and understanding what your fit is is important and then what the college is looking for so it's not just you know is the college a good fit for you but are you a good fit for that college and it's the same way when we're looking for school positions what is it that we're bringing to the table and is it is that a good fit for them and are they a good fit for us and i think just like in any good relationship because counseling is all relationships it, there has to be a good fit on both ends and so be of good cheer. do not be dismayed. It'll all work out um, and I know it's so hard to hear that when you're in the midst of it but I have full faith in all of them.
1: Somebody needed that. yep so I'm glad you shared that. Keep keep going it will happen. So thank you Heather.
2: Well oh, thank you so much. It was so much fun. I loved it. We should good. do it again.
1: We will. On your next book, The River is Only the Divide. Well, we're going to get together before that because how else are we going to write together? That's right. <laughs> she's a thinker.
2: Yeah, she's
1: a thinker. Thank you, Heather. We appreciate it.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
1: Well, Laura, I've got a lot of good um, ideas and inspirations from our great, great guest today.
0: Yes, I believe um, whether it was your first year or you're a veteran counselor, I think there was something in there that was helpful.
1: I'm tickled at our relocation because I, I had to too. go somewhere. So I am, uh, as you know, not driving, but in my vehicle. Um, it reminded me, Laura, and I have to tell you this story, and I don't know if I've shared this story. i already, but talking about your first year, the first year that I was at the school that I'm at now, the first day, I went to the uh, teacher's lounge, and I was popping popcorn, and you know this story, I set the fire alarm off, and uh, because of the smoke, you know, that filled that bellowed, let me just say bellowed out. I don't know if I got busy talking because it's been a while, but I just remember there being a lot of smoke and a lot of scared children. And um, that was, uh, when you empty an entire school, your very first day, that kind of, you've got to overcome that. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, it's taken me a while. I've had to overcome. I've had to overcome that. So it was like both, Hilarious and awful. I envision- am Do you remember that? Story? I do
0: remember that. I do, but I got caught up on I hate to do this. You know I hate to do this. Humbly prayer hands, I hate to do this. Um,
1: oh jeez.
0: <laughs> when you say the smoke bellowed out, that would tell me that it, it caused was yelling Yes, it was it yelling was.
1: If you want to say billow, that's because you do not speak correct grammar it was okay. bellowing okay a picture it. it's my it is my creative liberty that's to fun. say that I'm giving it some personification and it was yelling out "Get out of the building and See, my now principal it makes almost, sense. now and, makes and my principal basically wanted to tell me to get out of the building. <laughs> But I, I with a billow bellow and it is my disease that I have. And everybody knows that day
0: one of a job that you didn't even
1: uh, apply for. I, just I, I don't
0: even know if we want to get into that. If that's a story for another time, but
1: if you pack, unpack in the counselor's office, And act like, and put your name tag out there, it's, if you're from the South, everybody's too polite to say, and hire you, (laughs) that could have, so I see you're donning a cap now. Yes,
0: it was a rainy, it's a rainy day, I had to go to the grocery store, I have not done my hair. And by done, I mean, you're not available to spray the color (laughs) in my hair. So I had to cover up the gray one way or another. And the way I chose to do it today was with a cap. But my cap is a Tennessee cap to match my Tennessee sweatshirt that I won from the college funding coach when we went to Aska. Thank you college. And let me merch. say
1: if I had won that Tennessee shirt, I would have thrown it in the garbage roll time.
0: We're going with your story. We're Go going. Ahead. But um I got an email saying that I no, it said Laura R from Alabama won a sweatshirt and I love a good sweatshirt. So I emailed them back because I know there was another Laura R that attended from Alabama. And I said, is this me? And they said, It is you. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my goodness. And they asked me which school I wanted. I told them, University of Tennessee. We're in a rebuilding year, as we have been for the past two decades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but every year I say, This is our year. I'm not even saying it this year. It's, uh, you know, I'm a I'm tired fan. Of hearing fan. I know.
1: I'm tired of hearing it.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to represent. Not only Tennessee, but the college funding coach as well. I appreciate this. You guys can join our Facebook group, Counselor Accents Group. You can like our page. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so that you'll know anytime we release a new episode. We would love it if you would go on and rate and review because that lets more school counselors find us. And uh, look for us on Instagram.
1: Anything else that we've got going on? Uh, I did not cover my head with a cap as so I look like a wet cat you do I don't for our listeners picture a wet cat and that's what I look like
0: I don't know that that's wrapping it up I mean that's not a great way to end oh
1: I just wrapped it up okay (laughs) (laughs) all right bye-bye have a great week